Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. Well, this week, I'm going to give you some of the latest actionable research on attention deficit disorder, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and it seems like it's affecting so many families these days. While it was unheard of when I was growing up, now ADHD affects nearly 6.1 million children in the United States. And according to the CDC, the Center of Disease Control, that accounts for about 11% of the children in school today with numbers increasing every time we turn around. Interestingly, globally, it's only 5%, but our teachers are handing out meds right and left to help control the classroom. ADHD, this new epidemic of neurological and behavior-related conditions causes difficulty in concentrating, impulsiveness, excess energy, being easily distracted, bored, hard to get organized and complete tasks. And it's described also absent-minded, impatient, and difficulty following instructions. The symptoms, the problems with it are across the board, some worse than others, some affecting boys. And in fact, boys are more neurologically at risk. And we think it's because their nervous system develops at different times than the girls. So it's thought that boys may be affected by environmental exposures at critical times of development, both before and after birth. And it doesn't necessarily end at childhood. Research shows that about 50% of these cases persist into adulthood, with problems in work and relationships. And it also comes with an increased risk for addiction because of self-medication with drugs or alcohol. Conventional treatment of ADHD is managed with drugs and or behavioral therapy. The bad news is that up to 30% of patients don't respond to drug therapy and there may be concerns about side effects and long-term safety of some drugs on the developing minds. Many parents just don't feel comfortable medicating their kids right out of the gate. Stimulant medication like Ritalin and Adderall can have significant side effects such as sleep interference and growth and weight reduction or retardation. So it's understandable that if a viable, safe, resource option is out there, you may want to try it first. So I want to give you all of the research on nutrition and lifestyle tools. So if you suspect this, you can do as much as you can to restore the body and the brain on a cellular level. I have several clients and customers that have found this approach useful, and I thought my listeners would find it insightful and also helpful. There are so many ties in many shows on environmental toxins you may want to go back and listen to as well. But we do. We need options. Since ADHD is increasing every year, and especially now, kids are falling through the cracks with with the virtual learning. No one's fault but it's a reality, it's hard. The natural ways aren't a quick fix, not like an easy pill, but one that gets at the root cause 
and starts correcting the imbalance that can cause the problems in the first place. So first thing, always start with diet and lifestyle because then we might want to add some nutrients and I'm going to give you the research on those. Because first of all, I do go to research. According to the NIH, the National Institute of Mental Health, number of children being diagnosed with ADHD is increasing yearly. In the journal, the Annual Review of Public Health, it states, numerous toxins have been implicated in the development of intellectual deficits and mental disorders in children. And the summary states, too little has been done to protect our children from this ubiquitous but insidious toxins. So why the problem now? You know, anybody that was in grade school before the 80s remembers there were 30 plus kids sitting quietly with hands folded on their desks with one teacher. Then came the impact of dietary and environmental toxins. In Dr. Joe Pizzorno's book, one of my favorites, The Toxin Solution, he presents reams of research on toxins and the effect it has on the nervous system, increasing risk of dementia, ADHD, and decreased IQ. It's really a good read, worth your time. It'll open up your eyes to the toxin and the changes in our environment. In fact, if you didn't know this, IQ has decreased since the 50s. We should want to know why. You know, it's it should be increasing with our with better nutrition, with the more we know and are aware of. We don't want to have the IQ going low every year. But okay, so back to common sense things we can do as far as lifestyle recommendations. And the CDC even lists a lot of these several at-home management techniques that can help reduce the symptoms. Okay, so first of all, changing the environment to reduce electronic distractions, noise, overall household clutter, and overall stress. The brain's what we call plastic, mean it's always learning and growing and adaptive. So it can work either way, either by making it worse or making it better. If kids are glued to video games and exposed to constant clutter and visual and audio stimulation, the brain gets wired for excitement. But if we train it for attention, it starts to rewire for that. Things can change. Another thing CDC recommends, and we've done whole shows on this, getting adequate sleep. Kids need a lot of sleep, more than adults. And to help with this, the room has to be quiet and without stimulation. No blue lights from bright LEDs or electronic devices like phones, TVs, computers. When we sleep, the brain detoxifies through what we call the glymphatic system, and it needs to clean up all that debris so it's not inflamed and overexcited. Another thing that's underestimated is spending time outdoors in nature has a very settling effect on the whole body, reducing stress hormones and balancing neurotransmitters. Now, my suggestions are going to get a little more specific at removing and treating the cause of imbalances. So first, 
We need to avoid overexposure to heavy metals and toxins. We may have to become a little bit of a detective to find the sources, but avoiding exposure to commercial cleaners and chemicals, household cleaners, lawn application, you've got heavy metals like mercury, lead, and arsenic, drastic effects on the nervous system. So avoidance in the first place is the best course so that you don't have to end up trying to detoxify these compounds. It is all pollution. Now, you know, I'm going to talk about diet. It's what gives our cells the information they need to work correctly. You have to avoid toxins in the diet too. So that's, that's, that's a given as much organic as possible. A hundred years ago, we didn't have to call it organic. It was just food. But now you know how diet affects your day. If you don't, you may want to experiment with different kinds of meals and just take notes and how you feel and even how mentally you sharp you are. You'll quickly see how difficulties with focus and concentration can happen if you don't eat right. Especially toxic sugar and quick acting carbs are inflammatory and they're stimulating, making concentration more difficult for the long run. You combine a high sugar refined diet with low nutrition, lacking key nutrients, I can just about guarantee agitation and confusion are going to happen, especially over generations. If you have grandparents that were deficient, their kids are probably going to be raised the same way, more deficient, and you can count on the grandkids being extremely deficient with symptoms. And we have to also realize that that overprocessed commercial food is switching the gut flora. Result is food sensitivities, inflammation, leaky gut, and the connection between the gut and the brain is becoming clearer and clearer as the clinical research rolls in. Most important thing, and it's not what kids are getting these days, vegetables are the best way to increase the healthy gut flora. Supplementing with a good quality probiotic geared at kids and the gut is helpful, but diet is always going to be best. Then we have to think about healthy fats. The brain is primarily fat and the nervous system needs healthy fats to communicate properly. Unfortunately, in the 1970s, fat was demonized and framed as the cause of heart disease and obesity. So we thought we were doing the right thing. We were told to eliminate fat from the diet and food manufacturers quickly figured out they needed to add sugar so people would really like it. So our food became low in healthy fats and chock full of phony fats, margarine, and sugar. The result, the body and especially the brain deprived of key nutrients that every cell needs. Fats are needed for the brain and the nervous system. Fats are needed for hormones. Fats are needed to fight inflammation. Fats are needed for cell communication. It's the basics we need for the body to work effortlessly. And if the basics aren't fixed, even the best supplements might not work. Fixing the basics really means healthy brain fuel. 
So then research over the last 40 years has shown that kids with ADHD have significantly lower essential fatty acids in the brain. Maybe it's due to genetic differences. Maybe they don't metabolize dietary fats, but they are not able to rebalance this with diet alone. We sometimes need to supplement to clear the deficiencies. These deficiencies are thought to affect pathways in the brain. So it's critical to avoid the phony fats from processed foods and margarine that block normal functioning. But knowing that the brain is primarily fat, we need it to build and repair. We need that healthy fat. If the quality of the fat is poor, the brain's going to suffer. We need fish oil, EPA, DHA. We need olive oil, coconut oil, nuts, seeds, avocados, eggs, flax oil, not corn oil, safflower oil, canola oil, never margarine, never hydrogenated fats found in processed foods. The timing of ADHD came at the time we started this low-fat, phony diet, phony fats, and we had an increase in toxins. You combine a developing brain that's low in healthy fats and you expose it to neurological toxins, we're putting our kids at risk. No, one of the most healthy fats from omega-3s, usually found from fish like salmon, is DHA. DHA makes up more than 90% of the fatty acids in the brain. It's an essential component for building healthy brain cells, keeping everything signaling. It also is important to develop and protect brain cells and positively affect mood. So it comes to better learning and behavior. The earlier the omega-3s like DHA are incorporated into the child's diet, the better. Higher DHA levels in children up to age seven corresponded with better reading and better spelling. In ages to seven, to nine, the lowest percentile in reading improved. Another study, boys age eight to 10, showed DHA supplement improved attention span in just eight weeks. And fun unfortunately, like DHA, it's almost always lacking in our diet. So if you want smart kids who can read and spell and have good attention span, be sure they get plenty of omega-3 DHA. And also, as we age, seniors with higher DHA levels have better memories. So, omega-3. Another nutrient that provides a lot of help here is DMAE, dimethylaminoethanol. Essential for learning and memory. A lot of good research on that with ADHD. And then finally, one of the most important is oligomeric proanthocyanidins, thankfully shortened to OPCs from grape seed extract. It's rich in a lot of fruits and vegetables, and it's been available as a supplement for a long time, but sometimes it wasn't effective. And you have to be careful because they are often adulterated, meaning companies sold the cheap ingredient peanut skin for the authentic grape skin either intentionally or unintentionally, because lower-grade testing equipment didn't detect the difference. Another reason you need to use trusted brands. They cost a little more sometimes, but you get quality. OPCs help a lot of things, from 
the heart to cancer, but now ADHD. A lot of studies on that, and they even reduce stress hormones. So I love it. Essential supplements I recommend to start with, you know, based on good research, is liquid fish oil. Barleen's has some yummy flavored ones, high in DHA. Orange cream to strawberry banana, so good. My grandsons ask for it for dessert. So then also a kid's probiotic that is designed to restore the flora that's been disturbed. Might want to consider the phosphatidylserine. Definitely consider the OPC's grapeseed extract. And then a good multivitamin. I love solar rays. You know, if a child is anemic, low in B vitamins or nutrient deficient, their IQ cannot develop. And along with everything else, essential. An ounce of prevention is definitely worth a pound of cure. So you see, there are so many things we can do to get at the root cause. It changes lives, promotes health, vitality, and longevity. Yeah, it's work, but it's getting at the root cause. And that's so much better than just adding Band-Aids to a crippled biology. So thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, you can listen to this show or others on my website, debford.com. Have a great day and do something really good for yourself.